What's up, people? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University podcast studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. I'm your host, Chris Rausch. In this episode, I interview Emily Sweeney. She is a journalism major and a sports studies minor here in the school. She's also the first chairwoman of the Quinnipiac Bobcat Sports Network. The show is produced by Santino Mayoni, who is also a student here in the School of Communications. Thanks for listening. Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Sure. QBSN, let's, talk, let's start there. Why did you decide to run uh, to, to lead the organization? Yeah, um, I decided pretty late to run. I think it was the last day that we were allowed to sign up that I put my name on the list um, because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to handle a lot of the stigma around being a woman to run for it. Um, So I waited pretty late and then some girls had come up to me at different events for the School of Communications since I work as a student ambassador and they had asked me about how many women are involved and the women that were in the organization last year had come up to me and asked me to run for the position as well um, so that they could have representation for people like them. So I think I decided to run mostly because of the other girls involved and I wanted to make it more comfortable for them because when I joined QBSN, I was the only girl my year to join. So it was like pretty difficult for me and I wanted it to be easier for incoming uh, members, especially the women joining because it can be pretty difficult with having 80 men in an organization and two women. So I decided to run for them. I knew that I could do it and I wanted to do it, um, but it really was the other women who I felt needed me to be that person to stand up for them that pushed me to run for it. And, and what is all involved in being chairwoman of QBSN? What, what are your job responsibilities? Yeah, so I do a lot. I oversee um, the broadcasting. So QBSN has a partnership with um, Quinnipiac Athletics. So we provide broadcasters for the Go Bobcats calls and for the ESPN Plus calls that athletics does. Um, so I oversee the scheduling for that. I also oversee the social media, so the Twitter and Instagram for QBSN, um, and I also oversee the website and writing, so I have to make sure all of that's in order, and then I do all of the financial stuff and the -the behind-the-scenes scheduling, budget, um, planning for trips when we go away with the teams to their tournaments, um, stuff like that. It's a lot of behind-the-scenes work. But I also run the meetings every week on Wednesdays, um, and we do, like, some fun meetings. Last week we did a mock press conference, which was pretty cool. With who? um, We just did it with some people um, on our board. We're pretending to be coaches and players so that the members could get an idea of, like, what a press conference could be like before we send them into a press conference with actual coaches and players. Um, So that was cool. So I plan all the meetings and that kind of thing. It's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, but I also take the time to help teach a lot of the newer members, and I sit down with them, and I'll do practice broadcasts and things like that. Just FYI, I do a really mean Bill Belichick. (laughs) If you need a mock news conference coach in the future. Sounds good. All right. I I can say give one-word answers with the best of them. (laughs) Emily, favorite sport and why? Uh, my favorite sport's football. College or pro? Pro. Favorite team? I'm a big New York Jets fan. Okay. Yeah. Sorry for that. Yeah, I mean, they're doing pretty good right now. They so. are doing pretty good right now. 
haven't seen them looking that good. I used to watch football with my dad a lot. So growing up, my dad traveled for work. So he was only home on like Saturdays and Sundays when I was a kid. Um, so I would watch football with him every Sunday. So that's kind of why I like football the most. Favorite Jets player? Right now, I really like Brees Hall. He, he's doing pretty good. He's on my fantasy team too. So he's been getting me some good points. Um, but my favorite, probably Braxton Berrios. All right. You're not a Spice fan? No. Why not? I don't know. He's got his own Buffalo Wild Wings commercial I know, now. I know. I know. I like, I don't know. I just, I like Brees Hall and Braxton Berrios, I feel like, was always good when the rest of the team was, like, not. Yeah. So. Okay. How did you get interested in sports besides just watching games with your dad? Yeah, when I was um, a kid, me and my neighbor um, used to pretend to, like, call football games in my backyard. She was a big Dallas Cowboys fan, um, and I was a big Jets fan. So when we were, like, six, we would be in my backyard, and we'd just be pretending to call games or be, like, sideline reporters and stuff. I think that we just always watched it with our dads, and it was something in our neighborhood. We would all go to, like, someone's house and watch the games. So I think growing up with that environment really got me interested in sports. And then, I mean, I've been fake broadcasting games since I was six with her. So I always joked around and was like, yeah, I'm going to go to school for this. And she would just laugh at me. And she was like, yeah, like, you're not going to do that. Um, And then I ended up going to school for it, like, all those years later. And when we graduated, she was like, you're actually going to school for it. And I was like, yeah. She's like, you told me that when you were, like, six years old. I don't know how you're actually doing it. So I think it's just the family aspect of it drew me to sports. And then I just got so interested in it that I just kept doing it. And now you're also the president of AWSM, right? Yeah. Association of, Association of Women in Sports Media. Yeah. Uh, tell the listeners about that organization. Yeah. So for AWSM, it's basically an organization um, that's for men and women can be in it. Um, we have a couple men in our organization as well, and it's just supporting women in sports media because of the whole stigma around it. It's a we're a chapter of a national organization, so. We have a lot of guest speakers come in, like women who work in the sports industry. Um, we had somebody come in the other day from the ECAC hockey um, and talk to us. And they basically just talk to us about their experiences being women in the field and they give advice. Um, I think in a couple weeks we're going to have a workshop where we're having somebody come in and do like resume workshops and things like that with our members. Um, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings the other day. I saw um, that. Watched some hockey. Yeah, we watched some hockey. We have... It was hockey week, so we did some hockey events, um, went to the women's hockey game and stuff like that. So we just kind of try to support women in sports media, um, and we have some come talk to us about being a woman in sports media and how it can affect your job and your life and things like that. What are some of the hurdles uh, that you personally have, have faced or have seen as a woman in, in sports journalism? Yeah, I think there's... There's a lot of hurdles that you face. I think I especially saw that when I was running for chairman of QBSN. Um, I decided to run, and when I put my name on the ballot, there was a lot of questions going around of whether or not I should be running for it. Um, Not really based off of what I had done for the organization, because I hadn't really said much around the organization, but I did a lot of work for it. So I, I wrote, I did social media, I did broadcasts. Um, And the year before, I was actually, like, rookie of the year, my first year for QBSN. So I had done a lot, and nobody was really questioning my ability to do the work. They just didn't think I could lead or I should lead. Um, And I think that hurdle was just more of a lot of the guys just didn't want 
a woman in the leadership position because they felt like it would take away from the organization and it would take away from their opportunities um, because a lot of what I did talk about in my speech was getting more women invested and included in QBSN. Um, so I think it's just kind of the hurdle is like the stigma of having a woman in sports because it's hard to get away from that, especially when all of the men who have QBSN for like 20 years has been run by um men and I think it was just a hard change so I think creating that change and being taking that first step is a big hurdle um going through the whole process like I had been getting like phone calls and like people coming up to me and like basically just telling me they didn't want me in the position and I shouldn't get it really people yeah. said that to you yeah they they said it to me a lot and I think it was that's disappointing yeah it was it was hard I um Obviously, I had friends in the organization and stuff, too, that would, like, support me and stuff. But going through the process of the election, then election night, and then the couple weeks after that when I was choosing my e-board with the former chairman, Ross, that was just a really hard time because a lot of people then questioned all the decisions I was making because they were already questioning whether or not I should be in the position. So it was just kind of hard having to deal with all of the people who – didn't want me in the position and now for qbs and the elections like you vote so majority of the organization had to have voted me in but it's just that the people who really didn't want it were very vocal about it um so it made it kind of difficult at the beginning for me to get my footing which was a hurdle because when you do take that first step to make a change like being the first woman to run a sports network I think it's hard just to start it because everybody doesn't want to see you succeed and a lot of people did not want me to succeed I think now it's gotten um, at least a little bit better I do like some people question the authority of me just because I am a woman but it has gotten much better good that's good to hear favorite female sports journalist I really like Erin Andrews. Okay. Um, I think I just saw her growing up. I'm uh, Obviously, I'm a big Jets fan, and I would always see her on TV, um, and she was kind of the person I wanted to be when I was little. Like, everybody had a role model, and for me, that was Erin Andrews. I always wanted to, like, do what she's doing. Like, I want to be a sideline reporter for the New York Jets in the future, and, like, I saw her doing all of that, and I think she's just always been my role model because she's great at the job, and I think she's somebody that, even though she is a woman, a lot of the – men in the industry do really respect her which um i appreciate yeah i like mina kimes yeah (laughs) mina uh i actually was at a wedding last year uh ended up sitting next to her and her husband oh wow and and having a really long conversation because she's a big seahawks fan yeah and my wife um does business with the Seahawks, and so she has a lot of sea- Seahawks clothing, and so they really got into it. But I, re- I really like Mina. She's uh, she's just very straightforward and very honest. Yeah, I agree. Um, Emily, how did you get to Quinnipiac? What, what was that process like, and, and where else were you looking? Yeah, I um, so it's actually really funny. I in high school, my mom was very much the um, go tour everywhere and apply everywhere just in case. So I think I had applied to like 13 schools. Um, I knew I wanted to stay somewhat close. I'm from New York, so I knew I wanted to be close enough to home where I could go home if I need to, but also like far enough away where um, it wouldn't be that I'm relying on going home. So I was looking here. I think my top two were here in Sacred Heart. Um, And I toured here twice. I came with my dad once and my mom the second time. 
and the first time I came it was like downpouring the entire time I was here so I was like walking around campus and it was just raining so it was like definitely an experience I think what really made me choose Quinnipiac was the three plus one program um, just because I really liked the idea of being able to get my undergraduate in three years and my graduate in one I also had a lot of, I had like 35 credits coming in, so I knew I was going to be ahead anyway, so it wasn't like I was going to be taking all of these extra classes. So I really liked that. Um, I also just, I did like Sacred Heart, and it, I was choosing between those two, but Sacred Heart's program was like, you had to do your undergrad in sports journalism and your graduate in sports journalism, um, and I think it was a three plus two. I liked the idea of doing my undergrad in general journalism and then switching to sports for my um, graduate program just because then I could have a more widespread knowledge of journalism as a whole before I went into my focus on sports journalism. So ultimately I liked the campus a lot. Um, I liked the people that I met when I was here and I liked the program that it offered so I ended up choosing to come here. Did you get involved in QBSN immediately? Um, Yeah, kind of. So when I got here it was the fall of 2020 so um, organizations weren't really doing too much because of COVID. Yeah. So it was kind of hard to get involved at first. I did try to get involved in Q30 and QBSN right away. Um, Q30 just tended to be a bit more difficult to get into just because of the require, like the student number requirements for the rooms. I did get involved in QBSN pretty much right when I got here. They did um, broadcast training. So I did my broadcast training right away. Um, and then the president at the time was Will Fowler, and he was talking to me a lot, and he was like, I think you're a great broadcaster. He's like, I want to get you on this volleyball call, like, tomorrow, because somebody dropped and couldn't do it. So I ended up doing all of this prep for, like, hours, and then I had my first call pretty much, I think it was a couple weeks into being here, so it was wow. very soon. They just needed somebody to do this volleyball call, and I guess they had really liked my broadcast training. So I ended up doing that call um, with Andrew White who also graduated that year. Um, then it got a little difficult because with COVID, it, we were calling games from like Zoom. So we were watching the game and doing a broadcast via Zoom, which was difficult. Um, but I did try to stay involved a lot that year. And then in the spring of that semester, I got a lot more involved. I did a lot of lacrosse calls, things like that to stay involved and I did a lot of writing and social media and broadcasting they had me on a lot of broadcasts like they must have just liked my training and they kept like putting me on them so I got involved pretty much right away I didn't really talk much in the meetings or talk much to the people in the organization and I think COVID probably had a lot to do with that but I did a lot of work for the organization and then yeah as I said before in this spring I got rookie of the year for QBSN that year so you mentioned broadcast training had you taken some broadcast classes in high school or had done uh calling games in high school I didn't actually okay um, my high school like didn't have that we had a one class and it was like a video broadcasting class kind of but it was just kind of it was called Sharknet News it was like our news show in the morning that they would play during homeroom but I hadn't ever done any like sports broadcasting or anything before I got here um in a sense of like at school, I would like turn off the volume on my TV and like broadcast like Jets games and stuff while my dad was watching it and do things like that. But I never did it like through school or anything. So broadcast training was really my first time doing it. And for me, I was like, okay, well, this will show if I can do it or if I can't. And 
the the feedback I got after my broadcast training was very positive. Um, so I was like, okay, yeah, I can do this. But I have a background in theater, so. And and don't you minor in theater? Yeah, I have a triple minor right now in um, sports studies, theater studies, and media studies. That's pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I came in with 35 credits, so I had a lot of wiggle room, and I needed to I needed to have enough credits to stay for my full four years um, to do my undergrad in three. Yeah. So I picked up some extra minors. Understood. Now, since Quinnipiac does not have a football team, what is your favorite sport to call? I'd probably say volleyball. I I am a really big fan of the Quinnipiac volleyball team. Okay. Um, I'm also a beat reporter for the volleyball team right now through Q30. I just love the environment that they have. Coach Robinson and, like, the girls are so sweet, and they want to talk to media, which makes it really helpful. And they're also just really appreciative of, like, having us there and having us cover their games. And volleyball... I just love the sport. Um, I used to play when I was younger, and then I stopped playing in high school because I started doing theater and stuff, but I love volleyball, and I love the way the team plays and how respectful, especially the Quinnipiac team is, Um, and they're just very interesting to cover, so I do really like volleyball. I also like calling field hockey a lot, too. I kind of call the weird sports. I don't know. I just kind of like the ones that don't always get the attention. Giving them that attention just seems more fulfilling to me. Yeah. I don't consider field hockey and volleyball the weird sports. Yeah, that's kind of how they're, like, dubbed because it's not hockey and basketball. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> All right, Emily, we are almost out of time. Last question to always end with. Tell me something about you that few people know that they would be surprised about. Um... And then I will tell you something similar about me okay um that's hard maybe something that not a lot of people know about me is I actually almost went to school for musical theater in high school and like elementary school and stuff I always did musical theater ever since I was like super little I loved singing and I loved acting and I um I almost went and I did like I almost had all of these auditions for going to school for musical theater um because I got kind of scared I guess of going for sports journalism um, just because of how difficult people had told me it was going to be to go through college and then in the workforce as a sports journalist as a woman so I I almost ended up not doing this and going to school for musical theater. Wow so you sing. Yeah yeah. All right here's mine and I'm going to give a new one for Santino's because Santino's probably getting sick of the uh, the one that I've been given. My wife and I were married on a beach in St. John in the Virgin Islands, and we were married by a sailboat captain named Phil who only had one eye. <laughs> wow. How about that? That's so interesting. All right, Emily, I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Uncommon Grounds. Yes, thank you so much for having me. That was my interview with Emily Sweeney who is a journalism major and sports studies minor here in the School of Communications. She's also chairwoman of the Quinnipiac Bobcat Sports Network. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by me, Chris Rausch. I'm the dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by Santino Mayoni, who also does the music. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcast on the platform or app of your choice. Definitely check us out on Twitter and Instagram at QU Podcasts. Do you have a story to share? Something you want us to talk about? Find us on social media or shoot us an email. 
That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. Until then, keep your distance, wash your hands, and thanks for listening.